Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is series 2, episode 55, and we're going to take a pause from our Come Follow Me study for today, as promised yesterday. We're going to be looking at a talk that was actually referenced in last week's Come Follow Me study, which uh, I've studied and have a good had a good look at, but just haven't got around to be able to share with you. Um, but I'm going to do so today because it is a what some might call a landmark talk, or one which uh, pulled out a number of key points about a certain um, issue. Uh, and actually, when you look back at when this was actually given, it was in April 1989, and it was actually given as the very first talk of that general conference. So as we kind of read some of the extracts from today and discuss them a little bit, I want you to imagine how people would feel if um, President Nelson stood up in the first session of the first day of conference and delivered this great sermon uh, and just what you would think you know if that was the very first message you took away from this conference it's some hard-hitting stuff here uh, and some things which made me kind of ponder and reflect uh, as uh, as i read them so the talk is entitled beware of pride by ezra taff benson who was present who was president of the church at the time uh, and as i say it was the first um talk given uh, and he just basically dives straight in uh, in the kind of the third, the third paragraph, after he talks about you know his gratitude in people bringing forth the Book of Mormon. I mean, a few years earlier he gave another uh, landmark talk about flooding the earth with the Book of Mormon, and then he says here in in his talk, quote, "The Doctrine and Covenants tell us that the Book of Mormon is the record of a fallen people. Why did they fall? This is one of the major messages of the Book of Mormon. Mormon gives us the answer." gives the answer in the closing chapters of the book in these words, Behold the pride of this nation, or the people of the Nephites have proven their destruction. And then, lest we miss that momentous Book of Mormon message from that fallen people, the Lord warns us in Doctrine and Covenants, Beware of pride, lest ye become as the Nephites of old. And that's in Doctrine and Covenants 38 verse 39. So, President Benson here is making it extremely clear that the message of the Book of Mormon, or one of the key messages of the Book of Mormon, is that pride led to the fall of a great nation. And if we're not careful, pride can lead to the fall of ourselves. If pride has the potential and power to destroy an entire nation, then how much more does it have the power and potential to destroy the life of an individual and a, and a family, an individual family? So... He then states that he has been feeling the need to, to give this message for a while and it's been weighing heavily on his soul. And when that's been that when that's said by a prophet, you know, you, you better sit up and listen. Just like how when President Nelson has said those kind of words a couple of times recently about needing to be able to receive personal revelation. The name of the church was one in particular, which I significantly remember just his kind of his mannerism and his words that he was saying when he was just saying this has been basically something that's been on my mind and it's been troubling me greatly and it's this you know we're not using the name of the church correctly which is one of the reasons why i felt the need to change the name of the lds study session to the church of jesus christ study session it's a bit longer but you know i did kind of i was looking at those words again and it made me reflect upon it so when we kind of think about how we would feel if president nelson said words like this this is what President Benson said at this time. And it still, of course, applies to us today, just as the words of Isaiah do, which uh, talk about pride very much so. He said, quote, pride is a very misunderstood sin and many are sinning in ignorance. And I think that uh, that's one of the reasons why um, pride is so dangerous is because it's so 
subtle. In 3 Nephi chapter 6, verse 18, it says, Now they did not sin ignorantly, for they knew the will of God concerning them, for it had been taught unto them. Therefore, they did willfully rebel against God. So I think there are dangers where we willfully and where we ignorantly sin. And either way, we need to learn uh, what it is, and, which, and this is why President Benson was giving this talk. He said, quote, most of us think of pride as self-centeredness, conceit, boastfulness, arrogance, or haughtiness. All of these are the elements of the sin, but the heart or core is still missing. The central feature of pride is enmity. Enmity toward God and enmity toward our fellow men. Enmity means hatred toward, hostility to, or a state of opposition. It is the power by which Satan wishes to reign over us, close quote. Uh, we know that enmity is something which Satan desires to use to keep us against our Heavenly Father. And it's something which uh, he desires us to use so that we can um, stay disconnected. And, that, and that's the, and that's the uh, I was listening to some wonderful talks, uh, the presentations by uh, Rob Farrell, who is a former state, uh, state, well, YSA state president. And um he talks a lot about these two sides, about connection and about contention, and how this connection is what our, is what Satan wants us to lose, and this leads us to being in a state of contention, contention with God, contention with our fellow men, and also contention with ourselves. Um, but true connection is what our Saviour desires us to have, and pride is a huge stumbling block of this this true connection. Um, I am skipping quite a few chunks of this talk because I am I'm already halfway through, over halfway through my time. Uh, and as you know, the, the Church of Jesus Christ study session is, you know, takes its pride, if you like, or, you know, its uh, focus is to have shorter bite-sized chunks throughout the week. So let's keep going. He, uh, he says, quote, The proud make every man their adversary by pitting their intellects, opinions, works, wealth, or uh, talents or any other worldly measuring device against others in the words of c.s lewis pride gets no pleasure out of having something only out of having more of it than the next man it is the comparison that makes you proud the pleasure of being above the rest once the element elements of competition has gone pride has gone close quote this actually leads me to think about a couple of wonderful comments that were shared on the church of jesus christ of session um, facebook group i posted up there a picture of us one of the cedars of lebanon and commented on how it's a really it's a really good uh, symbol or a really good image of what pride is. This great, you know, built up by itself, huge tree which um, you know spans out as wide as it possibly can as well. Uh, and so I asked the question: What are some other people's symbols of pride which you might see in the world today? Two great uh, ones were shared. Uh, one was uh, the the Hollywood sign, <laughs> which of course. Uh, is huge and you know sticks there for everyone to see and then one which i think relates very closely to what c.s lewis was saying here and president benson about pitting ourselves against others was an image of uh, social media and just likes and tweet and tweets and mentions and just those numbers trying to be really high and i think that is a really good image an example of uh of, or both of those are a really good example an image of pride President Benson then goes on to say this, and I, thought, I found this interesting. 
The proud stand more in fear of men's judgment than of God's judgment. What will men think of me weighs heavier than what will God think of me? King Noah was about to free the prophet Abinadi, but an appeal to his pride by his wicked priest sent Abinadi to the flames. Herod sorrowed at the request of his wife to behead John the Baptist, but his prideful desire to look good to them, which sat at him with meat, caused him to kill John. Close quote. This was kind of one of the things, out of many, which kind of stuck with me in my heart a bit more. I think I, I fall victim to this very often. Uh, you know, we, we kind of wonder, oh, what will they think of me? Oh, I hope that they, you know, will appreciate this or and this kind of thing. And, you know, in many of those cases, that the sentiments that we have actually might be, you know, meant in a, from a good place. We might desire to make others happy or, or others, you know, um, take great joy in the in the work that we've done. But in reality, whilst, you know, that the, that the intents and thoughts of others are, should be important to us because we should love our fellow man. It is our heavenly fathers and our saviors desires and wishes for us that come first. In Doctrine and Covenants section 60 verse 2 it says, but with some I am not well pleased, for they will not open their mouths, but they hide the talent which I have given unto them because of the fear of man. Woe unto such, for mine anger is kindled against them. Close. Uh, yeah, that's the verse. Uh, and I think that this works both ways. It, it works in terms of trying to show, uh, trying to do things for the praise of others or have certain, um, you know, positions or achievements um, in, in everything uh, for the praise of others. But also it applies to when we don't speak up or when we don't share things because we worry about what people say or will say. And I think that can really have an effect on a number of uh, members of the church, particularly when we're considering, you know, whether to invite or share the message which we have. And I think that it's, it's a difficult thing to hear but sometimes we worry about what others will think of us or say about us if we share these things. And that is is a branch of or an element of pride. Whilst we might not feel, you know, it's very proud, prideful, it actually relates to what we think might think others might think of us. And that is, you know, again, very difficult to kind of hear in some cases. Um, I'm going to share another quote and then I'm probably just going to have to stop there because we have reached 10 minutes. But um, I, I liked this quote. When pride has a hold on our hearts, we lose our independence of the world and deliver our freedoms to the bondage of men's judgment. The world shouts louder than the whisperings of the Holy Ghost. The reasoning of men overrides the revelations of God and the proud let go of the iron rod. Close quote. Now, there is a load more quotes which I picked out. Uh, there's a number of scriptures which I picked out, mainly from the what, from what President Benson shared in his footnotes about the scriptures. Um, but I want to take that quote uh, with another one that he shares a bit later and, and then conclude there. He talks later on about what the opposite of pride is. He says, quote, pride is the universal sin, the great vice. Yes, pride is the universal sin, the great vice. And then he talks in a number of paragraphs about what it means to be humble. Um, and he says at the end, quote, we must yield to the enticings of the Holy Spirit to put off the prideful natural man, become a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and become as, ch as a child submissive, meek and humble. Close quote. If you remember, I shared um, a, a few days ago at, uh, um, a quote by um, uh, Elder Henry B. Aring, well, President Henry B. Aring, as he is right now. Uh, and he talked about how feeling that the promptings of the Holy Ghost and listening and, and recognizing the promptings of the Holy Ghost in our heart is a symbol or, or, or a sign to us that we are in the in the Lord's way, that we are being humble enough to listen to that, to that 
prompting and that if we follow it then and we continue to feel those promptings we are being cleansed and that's really how we can know that we are not completely in the grip of pride we will fall into it now and again every single person will fall into this vice it is the great vice of humanity as president benson said but one thing if we if we're kind of reading this talk and thinking oh gosh you know am i in this kind of uh, this trap one thing that can help us know that we are doing okay uh, is perhaps by trying to identify if we are listening to the promptings of the Holy Ghost, getting on our knees and, and pleading with the Lord to, to forgive us and to accept us and that the atonement can work in our lives and then feeling, looking for those feelings of the Holy Ghost in our lives and following them. If we do that, then we can know we're at least on the right track. Uh, and you know that's something I'll, I'll take away from that so anyway i hope that you enjoyed this study i would just basically recommend that you just study the talk for yourself listen to it as you drive in or um, listen to it as you do in the dishes or anything like that it is a well a well worth 10 15 minutes of your time uh, because it's made kind of it, it just bring grounds us back uh, to where we should be thinking about and that is our savior and, and what he desires for us uh, please do um, follow us uh, on t follow me on twitter at matt s roberts 90 or um, email session at gmail.com if there's any feedback or thoughts or comments about what you've been studying and of course there is the, the great facebook group which is we're getting new new followers every day and i just hope this does take off uh, that's church of jesus christ study session uh, with come follow me uh, if you just search that on facebook you'll find it uh, and be able to share some of your thoughts that you've been studying and join the discussion thank you for your time and until we meet again